Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It's 10.06 WTIC News Talk 1080. Will Marotti Show, Will Marotti, your host, and filling in for Matt Sorois today, the very capable, legendary, in fact, Joey Burgoyne, and waiting and anxiously wanting to take your calls this morning. I saw kind of an interesting article the other uh, this morning. It was uh, I, I had no idea this was going on, but apparently uh, we were going to deliver two uh, Virginia-class uh, nuclear attack submarines to Australia. And um, for some reason, the former defense minister, Peter Dutton, who, well, for some reason, he's now the leader of the opposition party, uh, put out an op-ed piece in an Australian newspaper about this, and, and it's causing now doubt as to whether or not it's going to happen or whether or not it was supposed to happen originally. Uh, I, I wonder how many times that, that goes on where we're supposed to deliver weapons systems to countries and somebody who's against it leaks it and, and it blows up the, the entire plan. Um, then I saw something else that says that now they're saying Russia could potentially capture eastern Ukraine in just a matter of weeks. So joining us now on the hotline, our former uh, military, 30 years in the United States military, most of those years spent working in special forces, the Pentagon, West Point graduate, now with the Heritage Foundation, good friend Steve Bucci. Steve, welcome to the show. It is great to be back on the show, Pastor. Thank you for having me. As far as that story I mentioned, does that happen more often than we hear about, Steve, where you know we're, we're making some plan? And obviously we don't want to publicize. We don't want to broadcast these things. We're going to deliver weapon systems to other countries. And for some reason, in this case with Australia, I mean, it's a big deal to get two Virginia-class submarines. Um, and, and, and I guess the guy just didn't like the idea and, and, and went ahead with the op-ed, and now it maybe blows the whole deal up. Does that, does that happen more often than we, that we, than we know about, do you think? Uh, you know, there, there's always that kind of thing. When, when you're dealing with other democracies, uh, mm. you know, where governments change back and forth, you know, if it's if it's a coup, you kind of expect okay, the the deal's probably all off, and you know, and that might mean that this stuff comes out. Yeah. But if it's if it's a normal transition of government, you kind of hope there's for the most part continuity between you know what deals you made with the previous government and what deals you make with the next one. 
uh, or, you know, whether those continue, because these kind of arms uh, sales and provision, you know, they don't happen overnight. You, there's a lot of negotiations. There's time to deliver the equipment, that sort of thing. Uh, so it, it's, it's not that common that a new, you know, when the government changes that, you know, it sounds like we made the deal probably with this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that now is is saying, oh my God, look at this! What's happening? Well, I I think if you go back, you may find out now he's just being snarky to the next government. Uh, I, I don't think that's a good thing, uh, but you know I I don't know all the details of it, so you know I'll reserve judgment. Sure. But it it kind of it messes things up when someone who is was in office and now is out of office suddenly is. Uh, you know, seemingly trying to either throw gas on a fire or throw, you know, water onto a fire if you sure. want to put it out. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's not helpful. So, the article talks about the fact that Australia has been on a path to de- de- develop, you know, domestically develop nuclear submarines, but at earliest, earliest, it'd be 2038. This would have delivered the two Virginia-class submarines uh, by 2030, and I, I, I wonder, in that part of the world, where we're allowing or helping Australia to strengthen their own defense and, and have a little bit more range with with what they can do in terms of capability, what is that? Does China get upset about that? Who gets who, Who's mostly upset about that? I would think China before Russia. Are they both bothered by that? Who, who, would, be, uh, who would be frustrated I, I, by that move? I think China would clearly be very upset about it because that would then put another um, capability that is habitually aligned with the West and the United States uh, against them. And mm-hmm. they would see that as, as a threat and something that they would be concerned about their plans for expansion uh, having a, a monkey wrench thrown in it. Russia, I don't think would, would see it as a big threat. I mean, that, even though those are very capable uh, vessels, I don't think the Australians are, you know, they don't consider themselves a worldwide power. Right. They do send aid now and then to, uh, you know, other places. I've, I've worked with the Australians in the Middle East uh, and in other places. But, you know, the subs would probably stay around Australian waters uh, to protect their own ports and, and shipping and their military stuff, uh, I, I don't see that as, as a global reach for them, the, though, again, they're very capable vessels. Uh, so I don't think the Russians would, would probably play into it, but the Chinese would definitely see this, you know, whether they would really see it as a provocation, sure. I don't know, but they would say it was a provocation and would get all <laughs> upset about it because yeah. it's in their interest for nobody else in the region to have the capability mm-hmm. other than them. They want us out. They, they'd like to keep everybody else in a capability level where they could dictate actions to them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the Chinese would be upset. I, the Russians might be, but I'm not terribly seriously. I'm not, I'm not particularly familiar with the, the different classes of submarines. How, uh, how capable is a Virginia-class nuclear submarine? The, the Virginia class, and, and if I'm wrong, please, all you submariners out there, forgive me. 
but the Virginia class is an attack sub. Uh, it it's, has nuclear propulsion and can carry um, uh, cruise missiles and that sort of thing. It's not a boomer. It's not mm-hmm. you know one of the big nuclear like Ohio class you know deterrent yeah. subs mm-hmm. that that we have out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think, um, but it's 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 a very capable sub designed to you know go after other ships. In this case, that would be considered a threat to the the Australian uh, continent, uh, and and that's you know. A capability the Australian people, I'm sure, would like their their armed forces to have, so they can protect their their home ports and and their own capabilities. Sure, sure. So uh, here's the article that I I also referenced to. This is today Washington Post, and this uh, talks about as fighting continues in the Luhansk region of eastern Ukraine, uh, causing heavy casualties, leaving Ukrainian forces with dwindling ammunition. U.S. defense official Regan said Russia is likely to seize control of the entire eastern region within a few weeks. Um, I mean, that's been going on for quite a while, right? I mean, that, that's not a, a new thing, but still, um, how does that, it, it does that change the complexion of what's happening, and how does it change the complexion of what's happening over in Ukraine? Uh, it, it's not a change as in something totally new. No, this is what the the Russians, when they realized they couldn't take Kiev and the other parts of Ukraine further to the west of, of the Donbass, the Donbass is the, the two uh, provinces there that are, are in the easternmost part of the, of the country. Uh, they said, okay, we didn't really want that other stuff anyway. Now we're just going to focus on getting control of the Donbass to protect our fellow Russian speakers. Yeah. Uh, and they, you know, they started it. Uh, it was slow. Uh, and, and Ukraine at the time was, was beginning to push the Russians back in some of the other areas outside of Donbass. And, you know, starting to re- the Russians were starting to refit some of the forces that got beat up pretty badly during the earlier parts of the campaign and then reposition them and begin using them there in the east. Uh, I think the combination of Russia starting to to get that refit going, the shortness of the logistical lines, because this is now, you know, basically they can go right from Russian territory right to where their troops are fighting because it's Mm. very, very close. Uh, And the the longer logistical lines for the Ukrainian forces, because they're moving stuff all the way from the west of the country, now all the way to the far end of it at the east. And there may be some donor fatigue or at least donor uh, slowness in getting the continued uh, ammunition and weapon systems to the Ukrainians that it's, it's given the Russians at least a tactical advantage right now that we're beginning to see things are tightening up. You know, I'm, I'm sure Vladimir Putin's brought in all of his generals and read them the riot act and said, Hey, what the heck, Mm. you know, you guys got to at least get the Donbass for me or, you know, that's it for you. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big motivator in an autocratic system like that. Uh, So the Ukrainians are still fighting. It's getting tougher. uh, And, you know, I think we need to continue to support them. 
Uh, I'd hate to see Ukraine lose that eastern end of their country because we took too long to get them, you know, more bullets and weapon systems. Right. Uh, Again, this is a country that is not only, you know, says it's willing to fight for itself, but is doing it. I, I think we should at least give them the capability to have that option. Uh, and then, you know, it's frankly up to the leadership of, of the Ukrainian people and, and through them, the Ukrainian people themselves, to make the decision of, of how hard they want to fight, how many casualties they want to take to try and drive the Russians out. Um, that's not something, in my opinion, that is the call of, you know, Joe Biden or, you know, Macron or, or any of these other folks in the West. Uh, that should be a, a Ukrainian call, but I, I don't. I hope we don't force Ukraine to, you know, suck it up and give away part of their country mm-hmm. because you know we got wobbly and didn't give them the support they need yeah. to keep fighting. Yeah, that would that would be tragic. We're talking with Steve Bucci from the Heritage Foundation. Very sadly, over the weekend we had a military uh, plane go down, and uh, five uh, five Marines were killed. They were in an Osprey. Is that a is that a a, a plane uh, a vehicle, Steve? That would would be used or frequently used with special forces. Uh, well, the the Marines own them, uh, and they replaced all of their carrier borne helicopters with the Osprey. Okay. Uh, the Air Force Special Operations Community uh, did the same thing. They they didn't replace all of their helicopters, but they replaced the majority of their rotary wing with osprey so there's two sets uh the marines have one version uh the special operators have another one it has slightly different avionics on them same kind of capability it's a a vertical short takeoff landing aircraft Mm -hmm. uh it you know it can take off directly up like a helicopter then it flips its uh rotors from being above it to being in a forward position and it flies Mm -hmm. like an airplane yeah um so it's it's used by both the standard Marines, the, the special ops Marines, and the Air Force special operators who support both the Navy special operations and Army special operations. So there's a lot of them out there. Mm. I know some people are probably think, why well, those crashed all the time? That was way back in the development phase. They mm. had some issues that were solved. Uh, that is a habitually very, very reliable aircraft now all over the, the military. Uh, I don't know the, the exact reasons, and I'm sure they're doing the investigation right now to determine sure. why that, that aircraft went down. But uh, I hope nobody starts bringing up old stories. Yeah, That yeah. stuff is, is way past where we are now with the capabilities and reliability of the Osprey. So we don't we wouldn't know at this point. I mean, it was Marines that were on the Osprey, so it's a Marine Osprey. We wouldn't know if that's a a, a Marine Osprey or a Special Force Marine Osprey. We, we we have no way of telling unless they unless they said it right. Uh, unless they tell you the unit. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if it was, and again, I'm sorry, I was at a wedding all weekend, so I didn't even see this this story. Okay. Uh, the if if it came off of one of the carriers, uh, where you know the Marines were either doing a train up or are out on one of their, their floats where they, they go out with, with a Marine expeditionary unit, mm-hmm. then it's the 
you know, what you would think of as the conventional Marines, the Marines that, you know, rescue embassies that respond to disasters around the world. Uh, if it says they're, they're the Marine Raiders or it came from uh, MARSOC, Marine Special Operations Command, then mm-hmm. it's the special operations folks. Right. So, yeah, I'm looking now later in the article. It said they're, they were based in, at Pendleton. They were part of the uh, Marine Aircraft Group 39, part of the 3rd Marine Aircraft Wing headquartered at the at Marine Corps Air Station in Miramar. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's conventional Marines as opposed to a special yeah, forces. I, I, I mean, I if five, five were killed, I mean, it's always a major loss. But, I mean, this is a... This is a huge, a uh, huge loss for for military to have five, and one of them, by the way, one of them, captain was a son of a former L.A. Dodger second baseman Steve Sachs, so um, and his wife was pregnant with a child. Just horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, I, these things happen. But I mean, is it? it, it and again, I, I know you're not familiar with the article and doesn't really say and just starting the investigation, but typically. Would that be a, a mechanical failure? Would it be a pilot error? What, what, when they're doing a training mission, well, how does how does that uh, you know how, how do the numbers work out in those moments? Yeah, it, it's uh, it, at this point you don't know. Uh, it can happen. You know, the best of pilots flying a rotary wing. You know, in that case, it was probably landing or taking off as a rotary wing. Uh, you know, you, something mechanical can go wrong, or the pilot can just you know put it in the wrong place. And remember, particularly with the Marines, uh, any kind of aircraft, when they go down, you know, in the water, you've just added the, the uh, um, danger. I, I was on uh, an amphibious ship one time observing an exercise, and it was in a, a helicopter. It was before the, the changeover, but the helicopter, you know, was taking off from one of the the conventional ships where they they'd done a training exercise and one of its wheels caught the railing of the ship, you know, the, the rope with the little stanchions and it caused the helicopter to, to flip over into the water uh, and helicopters. And depending on which way the, the rotors are on an Osprey, if they're up, the, the things are very top heavy. Mm-hmm. So they turn over in the water. And once they're upside down and they're starting to flood, uh, you know, they drill, they practice getting out of them. But it's, it's, that's really very, very dangerous. But we have to practice this stuff because it's a lot more dangerous if you haven't practiced it and you try and do it in, in a, yeah. a real combat situation. Yeah. But people need to understand our, our military, we train very realistically uh, because that keeps people alive. But it, it means there's a, a great deal of risk. And the mm-hmm. United States military does more to mitigate that risk than any, any military I've ever seen. The only way you could mitigate the risk of training casualties more is to not train. And yeah. that's, that's unacceptable. Uh, we have to train. We have to prepare these young folks to go into combat. But it's, it's not without significant risk. Yeah. Well, and, and it is, it's always, I mean, anything you do in the military has risk, right? I mean, there's hardly anything you can do that doesn't have some degree of danger to it, but just uh, so sad to lose, uh, you know, five all at once. And, um, 
you know, it just it's it is a big loss, and it's hard hard to recover from those things. But I know that the Marines will because they always do. Uh, Steve, as always, thank you so much for joining us on this Monday. Appreciate it. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, Pastor. Take care. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break, and then uh, phone lines open, 860-522-9842. Give us a call. Love to talk to you today right here on the Monday edition of the Will Marotti Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be back. All right, welcome back, 1039, uh, WTIC News Talk 1080. I don't want to belabor this pipeline thing, but clearly there's a difference of interpretation and opinion. I just posted an article on my Twitter feed, uh, and it comes from oilprice.com. They're into futures. That's what they do. It's oil, it's oil energy news. And I just posted an article, uh, canceling Keystone may have been Biden's biggest blunder and the reasons why and potential effects. It's, it's, listen, what could have happened, what should have happened, what might have happened, what would happen, it's all speculative at this point because the thing is canceled. So um, I appreciate differing opinions, but let's not, let's not get carried away like there's only one truth here because there's not. And that's why I put that article up. 860-522-9842 is the number. Um, question so far, is the, is the Supreme Court going to be the next so-called insurrection? Do you think there'll be violence? Do you think the protesters will turn ugly, depending on what's going to come out? We think you're going to, it's going to be a decision that's going to uh, change Roe v. Wade. Uh, what do you think about that? Now, this is an interesting article from PJ Media, one of the news sources that I go to regularly. You know, PJ, I, I'll, I'll give you the list. I'm not going to do it today, but I'm going to give you the list of all, all the sources that I go to for for news. Um, some of them might surprise you. Some of them you, you would say, oh yeah, it makes sense. He would go there. Um, not, uh, not, a big, not a big shock there. But this is from PJ Media. Uh, the January 6th committee from Matt Margolis, the January 6th committee has a well-established credibility problem. Now let me stop there and pause. 
The reason I don't trust the work this committee is doing, number one, it's, oh, they, oh it's bipartisan because Lynn Cheney's on. Lynn Cheney is no more a Republican than I am a progressive. And so I think that's a little foolish to even talk about that. Um, the January 6th committee, again, keep in mind, it was Democrats in Congress that for more than two years and the cost of tens of millions of dollars held the country hostage telling us that Donald Trump was in collusion with the Russians. All to find out that it was completely false, it was completely fabricated, it was paid for by Democrats, it was paid for by Hillary Clinton, and the entire story was a complete total lie. Now, if they were willing to carry on that charade for more than two years, and all of the lamestream media picked it up, all of them carried their water, what makes you think that anything involving a protest, a riot, anything in Donald Trump, how do you possibly think these same lying dogs are going to repeat and report honestly another situation? They can't be trusted. They've proven that. And so I don't trust anything that comes out of that committee. I think it's a completely bogus committee. The committee released various text messages that have actually exonerated Donald Trump, but have falsely characterized the messages as incriminating. When the truth isn't, wasn't incriminating, they doctored the text messages to make them look so. Now, Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio is calling out the committee for its deceptions, and he promised an investigation during an appearance on Fox News and Maria Bartiromo. I want to see all the dispositions, Jim Jordan said. I want to see all the documents. And ranking member Rodney Davis has already sent a preservation letter to the committee saying to preserve all the information so we can look at it and the American people have a chance to get the full story, not just a one-sided choreographed presentation, which I believe it is. So thank God for Jim Jordan. I would not believe a word of what comes out of that January 6th commission. They're all fraudulent. Um, this is an interesting story. This is from a, a again, PJ Media. This is a congressman, Tim Ember, who's a Republican from Minnesota, says doesn't want to spoil everyone's fun, but he sees the 2022 midterm elections a little differently than many of his colleagues. He worries that there could be a, quote-unquote, irrational exuberance that many on his side of the aisle are expressing about the massive Republican landslide that is misplaced. He's got some solid reasoning to back his, uh, his own reason on GOP prospects for a blowout election victory. Emmer's responsible for recruiting candidates, raising money, and choosing likely targets for flipping Democrat seats, and he believes... Republicans will gain a solid majority in the House, but he also believes that a 22-style, 63-seat GOP mascot is far out of reach. Well, that I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and he, he brings up some good points. He brings up some good points. Let me take a call, and then we may come back to this. Let's go to uh, Glastonbury. Lori, welcome to the show. Good morning, Pastor Will. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to... Um response to the Supreme Court question, I, I've i been curious as to why they've delayed just um, dropping the decision, but part of me um, wants to think that they've been trying to prep 
for the violence that will probably happen, all the riots and all of that nonsense, which is um, unfortunate because people clearly aren't understanding that it's not ending abortions, unfortunately. It's just going back to the state. Um, or at least that's what one would think. But, Lori, how, how could we even know that when people in the mainstream media are saying the Supreme Court decision that will outlaw and ban abortion in America? I've heard several on CNN, MSNBC. I think I, think I heard someone on ABC say that what, one time. How, how could we not know? How could we not think that if the right. people that are responsible for delivering the news in our country are bringing propaganda and falsehood? How could we know that? Right. right. No, and I, I and you. I mean, your point is obviously completely one hundred percent correct. I. It's just. It's. It. Um. You know. I. I don't. I guess. The thought is like it's not the the pregnancy center's fault that this is happening, but yet sure. they're the ones that are taking the blame. I. It's. And I. So my thought is just. Um, and I'm realizing I'm probably don't sound entirely lucid with my with my points here, but um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But I, my thought is that they're preparing. They're 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 battening down the hatches yeah. for the worst, trying to give the Supreme Court members maybe opportunities to to bolster security, to find their own places to kind of camp out while everything kind of dies down. Um, I mean, Clarence Thomas has been kind of in the face of everyone while all of this has been happening. Um, and he just insists he won't be bullied. But it's it's a shame that it, it's come to this, that whenever people don't get their way, there is a collective tam- temper tantrum that people throw. And it, it's, um, it's if you had said that this is what our country would be like, you know, when I, when I was in the 80s, yeah. I would have said, like, no way. But... Scripture tells us that this is the road that we should have prepared ourselves for long well, ago. And, and I've been telling people in church for for years uh, that this this would eventually be the path we would take. Right. And you know, you look at all all major powers in civilization; they have got about they average about a two hundred fifty year run. We're at two forty six, so I mean, we're about we're about running our course. And again, a lot of this stuff, and I think abortion is key to this. A lot of this is, I believe, just rebellion against God. Oh, absolutely. And we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. People of faith shouldn't be surprised that it's happening. I know all of us wanted to hope it would never happen in our lifetime, but it is happening in our lifetime. Well, I, now I, we got to be prepared. I'm finishing up. The, I finished up the book of Ecclesiastes this morning, and at the end of Ecclesiastes, it says, "You know what you should do with your life." Just walk with God and honor him throughout your life. That's the best thing you could possibly that's do. That's it. That's what we got, right? Yeah. That's what we got. Yeah. I mean, it, even I, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, you know, I, I just said this yesterday. Nobody's changing anybody's opinion politically. Right. I'm not, I'm not for the most part, I'm not under the, the false illusion that I'm going to change a bunch of Democrats to think like I think or think I Republicans think or think conservatives think pretty pretty much people are dug in at this point the sides are pretty clearly drawn there's a there's a there's a small small midsection of people that that could be influenced I guess those are the folks I'm aiming at but but to think that you're going to change people's opinion on very emotional arguments like abortion it's just not going to happen but we can still pray for revival absolutely and, and you know that that's always if our hope isn't in God then it's nothing 
No, absolutely. And, I, and that's why I say and people, I mean, revival's for the church, right? What we need is more of a great awakening that happened in, in right. you know, right. in, right. in, in New England in the 1800s. What we need is, is people uh, establishing new faith perspectives in God. That's what we need. And so the most important thing we can do as, as Christians is, is share the message of Christ with as many people who, who will listen to us. Right. That's what'll absolutely. make the difference. Is more more people, and that's why we're in the mess we're in now, because the church the church fell down on the job in evangelism, the church circled the wagons. Pastors were afraid to talk about hard issues because they want to upset people. They want people to leave the church, so they don't talk about hard stuff. And and the scripture talks about that in Timothy that people will they'll want to have their ears tickled. They won't listen to sound doctrine in the end times. I mean, it's just it, we shouldn't be surprised by any of this right now. Right. So. Right. That's my right. that's my encouragement for the day, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if if, uh, if it could happen in the seventies with the Jesus movement, it there's could, nothing sure, to say sure. it couldn't happen again. Absolutely, and I think we should we should hope for that and pray for that, but but we also should be prepared that we could be on our on the downward slope here. So, right. All right, right. Lori. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Bill Maher criticizing the lamestream media, particularly the New York Times, for not putting more emphasis, not do more reporting on the attempted assassination of Supreme Court Justice Brent Kavanaugh. If this had been a liberal, this is the words of Marr, if this had been a liberal Supreme Court justice that somebody came to kill, it would have been on the front page. If it's not part of something that feeds our narrative, blanket, starts with an F, we bury it, says says Marr. Well, I mean, he's absolutely true. He's, he's, he's factually correct. And I don't know what's got into this guy. I'll tell you what I knew there was something good about him. Because he's always been a staunch defender of Israel. And uh, I, I tend to gravitate towards people that are that are strongly defensive of Israel and, and willing to defend Israel. And Mar always has been. Now, I hope he's Jewish. Maybe he's Jewish, and that's part of the reason. I don't know why. But, there, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you something. Evangelical Christians, for the most part, are more willing to defend Israel than many Jewish Americans are. It, it's it's, it's, it's ba- baffling to me. I understand it, but it's true. All right, let's take a quick break. No, let's take a quick call, and we'll go to Rudy. Rudy in Florida. How, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going all right. I, I got to point out how low information voters exist on both sides. Yeah. Um. They were talking about these 10 senators for the gun bill. Yeah. And I've seen people say, well, we can't primary Lindsey Graham because he won in 2020 and he'll be running in 2024. And it's a Republican saying this. I'm like, do you realize there's six years in a Senate term? You're just as bad as the left. And then they go, what about Liz Cheney? And I'm like, she's not a senator. There's dummies on both sides of the aisle, which brings me to gas prices. Yeah. That pipeline was going to the existing refineries in Texas, right? correct? Now it's being shipped by truck and train, which is using higher cost of transportation than the pipeline. So that gas would have been refined, distributed all over the world, cheaper than what the Russians and the Saudis are pumping out, which would have lowered the price of gas across the world. Well, and, and to your point, let's assume the, the folks that called earlier are all correct because they're so, they're so smart. 
Let's assume that none of that gas would have ever, uh, well, that oil would have ever been refined into gasoline or heating fuel for United States consumption. Let us assume, as it was originally intended, it would be all, all exported. Don't you think now the countries that are still leaning on Russia for their fuel, don't you think they'd be more likely to want to purchase this coming out of the Gulf in Texas rather than, right? So, I mean, it's it's supply. We're losing a million barrels a day any way you look at it. Correct. Because the that's more, what it would have done. And that changes everything. The, market, the more you put on the market, the cheaper the product is. Right. If you flood the market with something, it drops the price. So that's that's where all the, the all the all the folks that are so now uh, let me tell you two ways that you can tell a Biden supporter. Number one, and <laughs> maybe I only need one. They got bug eyes. First of all, <laughs> all of them have bug eyes. Number one, they they tell you the XL pipeline meant nothing; it would have changed <laughs> nothing. Number one, and number two, they blame everything else on Putin. So 100%. So if either of those come out of their mouths, they're Biden supporters. Forget it. It's over. Hey, look you can't how talk natural gas has tripled, and he ended fracking across the country. <laughs> that, I, does, that doesn't know. matter, Rudy. That wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> I feel bad for you guys that's, this coming winter. This coming oh, it's going to be horrible. I, I might move to Florida just for the wintertime. Seal up <laughs> the house in cellophane and move to Florida. <laughs> that's a novel concept. <laughs> It's crazy because your heating crazy. bills are going to be like more than your mortgage. Oh, it's it's going to be horrible. It's going to be absolutely horrible. Uh, Rudy, I got I got to go for a break. I'll be. Uh, I hear you. I'll take you later. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. All right, take a quick break. Quick commercial. We'll set up. And I have to tell you about a change now. A change with between round bagel. Now anybody can get in on the fun for free bagels, and I'm going to tell you about that when we get back. Stay with us. All right, welcome back. Hey, um, change in our between round bag. We're so grateful for between rounds bagel sponsoring what uh, what we do here on the Will Marty Show. We're changing it up a little bit, and here's how it's going to go. You, now anybody can enter. We're going to have a contest, a weekly contest. Anybody can enter. You go to our website, wtic.com, and and you'll see in the top banner there'll be a more button. You press more. You press contests, and then you will see my smiling face pop up for between round bagels. And uh, you go on and you enter your email address. You can, you, can, you can do it once a day. Anybody can do it. And then on Friday, we're going to pick a winner and announce it as we sign off the program on every Friday. So that's going to start this week. And I uh, hope that you will uh, participate. You can go anytime you want. Put your email, submit your email, and enter the contest for your free between round we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of four lines for 25 dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due 35 dollars per line connection charge apply ctmobile.com baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 